back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear where every week and especially this year we discuss okay i can't keep that up what what scares us in order to find what saves us this is a very special the fear of god speaking to you right now is one of your fear of god hosts nathan rouse and typically with me is fellow co-host reed lackey and he was here but he said look nathan a little frog and then he hopped off screen i hope he finds that little croaker in the meantime allow me to welcome you listeners back into what saves us uh the second of a pair of overarching series this year this time featuring films and media that nurture your wonder that invigorate your awe that enrich your humanity that god i want to just quote the movie right now but nothing's coming to me and i didn't write it down but not to overstate things but that is saving you now last week believe it or not we resolved the faith versus science debate and today we're doing the can can in the village of sin that's right cherubs we are heading to the moulin rouge at least baz lerman's vision of it but i'm getting ahead of myself a bit because here at the fear of god we explore we don't explain except for right now. 
when I explain that you can listen to The Fear of God at your nearest podcast platform. You can watch The Fear of God on YouTube, and you can browse The Fear of God on the web at thefearofgodpodcast.com. Well, you will find Reed. Hey, buddy. Hello. The show must go on. And I think in the spirit Outside of this film, the dawn is breaking. Mm-hmm. My makeup may be thinking, but my, my smile still, still stays, stays on. on. The show yeah. must go on. What I think, what I think, I think in the spirit of this film, every mm-hmm. couple of minutes we should burst into song. Burst into song. I Let's think just whatever whatever we're saying, we should just begin and just you know like, on with the show. <laughs> Jeez, come. Passing <laughs> Zila, what do you take me for? Some kind of imbecile. Oh my god. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh my goodness. Hi, Nathan. We're doing it. We hey, read. Did you ever imagine in like take take us back five years ago? Almost almost exactly five years ago. Uh-huh. When we launched this show. Uh-huh. Um did you ever imagine that there would be a context in which we would be discussing Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge on this show? I thought, come what may, we are going to figure out how to make this happen. And here we are. I, this is you know, my song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Really, Reed? I mm-hmm. just, just FYI. Okay. I am quitting the show after this episode like this <laughs> this this was just a really really super long con uh oh to okay get All to right. record a conversation with you about this okay. movie um i understand i understand well thankfully so, during sorry. that time <laughs> the, the long con has uh has connected me with a host of guests so it's been fun but, uh, no <laughs> i want to stick around it's been fun i, I like it <laughs> let's, let's it's quick it. retreat quick retreat yes, no, no, yes. No. no 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 i i, I was just kidding he took kidding. the bait no 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 you, you know i don't mean that yeah. i don't mean yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah so, so i think we're just, while we're still while we're still in august we should uh so um uh you should go and go to the fear of god podcast.com you too can submit a what saves us entry we had spent the whole first half of the year with what scares us then we had a rollicking section of 80s parties and now we are in what saves us we kicked it off with <coughs> moana we talked last week about bob zemeckis's contact and this week uh moulin rouge we have several other submissions in the pipeline if you want to have yours included Please, if you have not already done so, go to the fearofgodpodcast.com, click on the banner on the top. That'll take you to the form where you can tell us your What Saves You story, uh, a film that inspires you, fills you with hope. What is saving you now? Um, it could be horror because we are still a horror podcast, or for this very specific segment, it does not have to be. So um, however you would define what's saving you now, include that in your story to us. I tell you. Listeners, those of you who have submitted already, you have really grasped this and given us. I am excited about the conversations to come. Thank you so very much. If you want to include yours and you've been on the fence about it, um, then the slots are filling up. So by all means, get to the website, send us your submission for what saves us. And um, yeah, that's it. That's business. I'm feeling feeling the energy. So I want to capitalize on it. And we're going to go to uh, a little bit of a what you're watching here. What you watching? What you watching? What you reading? What you reading? What you 
And we're back. So, Reed, <clears throat> I am. Um, I'm just feeling feeling mm. the flow, right? Feeling I'm, the flow. I'm like, do you need some medicine? Uh, huh? <laughs> I said, do you need some medicine? <laughs> hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but uh, but this the thing I've been watching might need some medicine after I oh, no. administer this beatdown. Reed. <gasps> oh. Reed. Oh. Reed. Oh. Reed. Huh? Huh? Reed. Hmm? You. You and I, <laughs> my gift is my this song. Is my song. This <laughs> one is for you. <laughs> you can tell everybody. This is, <laughs> this your is my song. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It may be quite, quite simple. simple. So before it's done, mm. I hope you don't mind. I am going <laughs> to, uh, you and I recently had just, we'd had an experience. I know. Uh, not quite a Christian crazy. and Satine kind of experience. You know, we're close, mm. but still boundaries. Not, um, not quite. Yeah. But we got to hang out. We got it. to hang out. Believe it. You introduced me to a new card game, Dungeon Mayhem. That was super fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was really yeah, our families hung out. That like never happens. I know. We played some Sky Joe. We did. It's great, but we you did and something I also, else. I we we did. We continued our losing streak of watching movies together. Is what we did. <laughs> I was no, so depressed when you pointed that out. Uh, no, I ahead. know, and I thought, Dad, gum it. Why did I, I say know. that out loud? Before I know because, man, what listeners don't know, and that Nathan and I waxed poetic about about two minutes before we were about to start the next movie that we were in a movie theater together watching, is that as much as we love movies and as many great movies as we've seen and discussed on this show. <laughs> When we actually get together and watch movies in the theater, by and large, those movies tend to suck. They're bad. They are not bad. great. Yes. Um, we have a what, bad now, now, we did watch Hell or High Water, which is a good film. We that is a that very together. good film. Yes. But correct me if I'm Did we do a double feature that day? We did. And we did what, The Magnificent Seven and Hell or High Water. Oh, that's fair. Magni- that's Magnificent nice. Seven is okay. See, here's the thing. Yeah. Not all of them, because you also ranked Flight in there, and I quite liked Flight. I think Flight has problems. I think but- Flight's fine. Yes. But, yeah, exactly. It's like they range from bad to they're okay. And I think Hell or High Water is the only one I could remember that actually hit a mark of, no, that is a good movie. That is that is a genuinely very good movie. Uh, it's like so, yeah. when you're looking for the words and and what you and, and in this analogy, the words being you're hanging out with your bud for whom you never get to watch a movie together. What you want is the hills are alive with the sound of music. What you get <laughs> instead is things like rush by ron howard which is um <laughs> you get flight which is fair but not the sound of music okay, uh yeah. you get uh the judge which is has <laughs> an, infamous, judge. an infamous joke attached to it but is not a yes. great flick um and this time around you get <laughs> you get <laughs> you get old and uh i got i did I got old watching this <laughs> oh, movie. No. Um, oh, no. You know, you're Mr. Diplomat. You're going to mm. go. You're going to. But I I didn't That's record true. you. And I wish I had. Because while your venom wasn't as robust, it was sure. not non-existent. And yeah. uh, listeners might not believe me on that one. But it's true. Um, well, I'll repeat like, my Like Jodie Foster, I experienced it for myself. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Everybody else like, just saw it blip right through. There was not, you know, yep, you got yep, 18 yep. hours of it, but no, nope, I did. I did. I was like, <laughs> 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 still I mean, going. Felt like 18 hours. It's like, it's sped up for them, 
but it's like mm. it slows down for the viewer. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a weird phenomenon. Okay. okay. Um, no, we're. I'm just getting warmed up. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we go see old, and we just mm-hmm. have this like. Sorry, I'm looking for where my dog just wandered off to. Sure. Oh. Oh, there she is. Okay. Uh, so see, even she's she heard me talking about old. She's like, oh, not that again. I'm out. Um. Uh. So you know, we go as buds do to go to the cineplex in the middle of a raging mm-hmm. pandemic being like this is smart and even <laughs> sort of like mutually acknowledge our bad track record with live <laughs> theater going movies and they're like oh, know. That, you know <laughs> uh, uh, the past fine. is not the present it's fine you know we'll be good <laughs> uh and then old starts and i think i said this out loud to you after it if you had not been sitting next to me probably mm-hmm. at about the 45 minute mark i would have been like <laughs> i'm good i'm out i'm, I'm gone out. yes yes you did say um, that to me yeah. i did yeah 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 i thought it mm. i thought it sure yeah, actively sure. in the theater i kind of wanted to like nudge you and be like let's let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's go have a moment where then you hold a picture of me and my dad and you're like tell me about your dad <laughs> like, oh wow yeah no, um, no, no, no. all of the streams being this crossed. movie the movie we're actually talking about today just gets me in all the, the pitter patter so you know that mm. just understood comes over understood. to you here in this instance but okay. no, I don't. Um, I, I, I am a Shamel fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would still hold on to my card, though. Maybe he's trying to take it away from me. Um, <laughs> but I did. I don't think old is a good movie. Uh, mm. I think there are a few interesting things about it that could have been uh, much better with a few tweaks hither and thither. I don't. Uh, I would re-engage the film if we get to a place where we discuss it on the show. Um, mm-hmm. but I currently, I, I, I don't care for it. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's concept is way too high for, for the execution that we get. Um, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not even really fun to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I did not, I did not enjoy it. You did. So you, you did not like it. You, uh, you did not care for it. Um, I have some critiques. Wait, 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 wait. Let me nuance what you just said. I thought it was a bad movie. Oh, sure, sure. No, that's that's true. Let me uh, clarify. Let me let me further clarify. A uh, piece of garbage. Um, so, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Too far, too far. Um, right. Piece of garbage has about it a subjective rhetoric. I'm saying objectively. <laughs> bad, bad movie. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. This is not good. Okay, this is right. This right. is every man's trash. Right. Okay? Like, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I uh, so now go no, ahead and go ahead and soften it up. Well, I mean, it's softer than that because I never. So I'll lead with this. I never anticipated walking out. Although it's interesting, you call out the forty-five minute mark about 30, 40 minutes in. I do remember because I liked the first 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, we're watching a new Shyamalan film. Oh, these characters, these characters. Oh, this is going to be so great. About 30, 40 minutes. You're with me. I was, yes. And then about 30 30 or 40 minutes in, something actively in my my heart and mind went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You had a Joe Bluth moment. (laughs) I made a horrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Made a horrible mistake. And I'll tell you exactly the vibes that I got is, and I said this to you afterwards, um, I got very, the happening vibes, like a lot of what I felt was wrong or went wrong with the happening 
I feel old has some similar problems. Although I do think, even objectively speaking, that old is a a slightly better film than The Happening is. Um, but I felt like it had too much time spent on characters exploring the intricacies of a condition that was firmly established in about four or five minutes. And then you have all of these people like unpacking the theories and how does this work and how does that work? And the film spends about like 40 minutes doing that. And in that time, so many of the things that Shyamalan tries to do, which is, you know, tries to sort of pigeonhole some character beats where some characters are making connections and things like that, they get overshadowed and they get steamrolled over by the scenario and by continuing to sort of come back to the scenario and the ways in which the scenario drives horror, the scenario drives fright. Um, and so anything interesting, I think back to like, you know, the, the old woman in the cabin in the happening. And I think about, you know, the characters in old and what they do. And I feel like it's still the same kind of problem where potentially very interesting characters with potentially some interesting things to say, simply get steamrolled by the necessity of the plot and 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 building to the plot and so then when i will call it a reveal and i won't say what it is but when the ultimate reveal happened i thought you again without without saying what the reveal is i thought you made a really uh, appropriate point that if we had known that reveal earlier the film might have been stronger and it might have been a little easier to get on the wavelength of what it was after. And it might have been even a little bit easier to connect. Plus, it would have broken up some of that plot steamrolling um, that had happened early on in the film. And just structurally speaking, you know, you, you are introduced to your characters. Characters are then thrust into a fantastical, outrageous situation that plays out for, you know, 85% of the movie. And then you come to a sort of a button that reveals some details about what you've been seeing and and that's okay that's fine as far as it is but i do feel like if they and played you just identified it, the button in this film is the interesting thing i agree and yes. and by yes, the time you get to it i'm like well I, that's interesting mm -hmm. make that the scaffolding that the concept dances in and right and then you 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 might have me as a viewer mm -hmm. as it was yeah. I mean, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I think the happening works better than old. Wow. And it's, and it's an asinine thing in and of itself, but you just <laughs> identified it. The, I've seen the happening once in the theater and I was like, that's absurd. But <laughs> I remember thinking, uh, the, the actress whom we've referenced and shows up here and there, Betty Buckley, I heard oh, yes. that yeah. set piece is great. Like I yes, remember watching agreed. the yeah. happening and when it gets to that sequence, I was like, now that's good. Yeah, absolutely. The, rest of the movie is not the mm. in old. There are some horrific images, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there is, there is to me, my experience of the film was there's nothing to, there's nothing to anchor me. There's nothing for yeah. me to hold on to the, the character work is relatively non-existent such that I don't have anything to plug into. I'm being very hyperbolic here and, and jocular for the sake of uh, uh, radio, but <laughs> it, there are moments when it feels like actors were asking the director, Hey, you know, what is my sort of, what, what am I after here? And, and right, they were just right, told, right, well, right. you're old, just 
it doesn't matter like like you're old yeah it does not feel like character matters in this film um mm-hmm. but yeah we read but we saw old together we yeah. did and then still- we had a good old time just you know yeah have a little have there a little, over some little snacky after it over yeah. yeah over some chicken wings and a couple yeah. of beverages and it was uh yeah that was uh that was fun that, that was, fun. was fun yes i agree wholeheartedly yes. with that um what so i know you? we well, we kind of shared what a really yeah, we, strong. Are you okay? Well, no, what? What, I know I'm about to mention something, but no, no, we uh, we did share that that mutual one together. But I would like to mention a TV show that, as of this recording, okay. um, it has completed its first season. Um, I found the concept uh, sizably more interesting than the execution played out being, but the concept is so interesting that when season two comes around, I will be on board for season two. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing its praises a little bit, maybe brush by a couple of critiques. But what I am talking about is a show on AMC called Kevin Can F Himself. Oh, um, I am and interested. Yes, and um, it is not EFF. Like all of the artwork will uh, use the expletive and creatively kind of strike it out. And every opening episode, uh, at the opening of every episode, when they get to the title, they do some creative and clever things to never like show the full word at one time, which I think kind of bypasses standards and practices and everything. And, and uh, when um, commentators refer to it, they always refer to it as Kevin Kniff himself. So the concept of this is we've all seen uh, going back to, I mean, probably the earliest I can think of is something like either the honeymooners or like even the Flintstones or something like that, where you have this belligerent bumbling sort of comical patriarchal male figure. And then his, Usually quite lovely sitcom. Yeah. Uh, sitcom. Yeah. Usually quite lovely, <clears throat> usually quite, uh, you know, subservient, maybe has some, you know, outrageous little things going on or whatever, but um, usually this dutiful wife uh, by his side, Kevin can F himself takes that concept and flips it on its head. So the concept of, of, of the show is, well, what if life for that sitcom wife is truly quite horrible and truly quite horrific. And what if we showed exactly how much it was and what is really fun and clever about it is there is a gimmick attached to the show that when Kevin is on screen, regardless of whoever else might be in the screen with him, the style and tone of the show is that of a three camera shoot sitcom, including a laugh track. So whenever Kevin's on screen and everybody's interacting, then Kevin makes jokes. Kevin's bumbling. It very much feels like a half-hour sitcom and is often quite funny. It's it's very much a sitcom. And then the moment Kevin leaves the screen, it immediately flips to like a one-hour drama, sort of Breaking Bad style with the same characters in the same room. That's cool. And it then proceeds to tell the story, often picking up right where that previous scene left off, but with a remarkably different tone. Now the tone is grittier, sort of heavier drama, and the the context around it is the the struggles of his wife, and uh, she's played played by uh, Alexis herself. A little uh, bit from, Alexis, yeah, yeah, a little bit of Alexis, uh, Annie Murphy, and she's she's wonderful in this. It's really exciting to get to see her do such a dramatically different role from what we know and love her from in Schitt's Creek, and so um, and so yeah, it, the concept behind it is pretty interesting. Um, and where they take the story is interesting. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because they established this either in the first episode or the second one, that she is very interested to the point of planning and seeking it out to uh, have Kevin murdered because sure. she is so fed up with everything. Yes, exactly. Um, 
So yeah, and the story goes to the 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 season goes to some interesting places. I will say that why I was a bit ambivalent about the way the season one ended is it very much ended on a cliffhanger. It ended the way a next to last episode would end. And that's the only thing that I was like, oh wow, like okay, yeah, you really are propelling us into a season two. Um, but uh but but no, I'm very interested to see kind of where they go with it and what uh what happens next but uh for formatting alone and because of my adoration for Andy murphy eight um, ten uh i actually think it's eight uh you've actually got me curious now i'm gonna briefly look it up i think it's only eight episodes i know it's a brief season um but uh let me see kevin can yeah it's eight episodes for the first season um you so, know i'm definitely yeah. interested in it um and and you know this feeling that that like I think I think the spouse would enjoy this kind of feeling. I don't know, mm. uh, but that coupled with this is not the show's fault. It's my viewing habits and life's fault. But when I queued it up uh, about a week ago and was like, "Oh yeah, it's an hour." Uh, okay, I might, I might wait a minute. <laughs> it just <laughs> just getting into an hour long drama, drama is a bit of a hurdle. But again, that's that's Fraught. my fault, not its fault. Yeah. Um, well, cool. cool. So Shyamalan can F himself and so can Kevin, it seems. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, man. And let me tell you, I randomly in my house uh, will uh-huh. walk around and we're talking like I try to insert it as randomly as possible. But usually like either, you know, right when I'm stepping up to get something from the fridge or when I am have just ended a phone call or something like that uh-huh. I look at my wife and I'm just like, Oh yeah, I meant to tell you, Kevin can Kevin can f himself, and uh, and I just try to insert it just everywhere I can. Just, I mean, that's oh. a little tamer than you know a year ago's Yapina, sir. You know, <laughs> I mean, you the the things that <laughs> enter the, vernac- the the vernacular in the lackey home are we're, so we're, we're definitely we're a, PG thirteen. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's been another installment of what you watching, what you reading. All right. Thank you. Speaking of music. Speaking of music. So what? You you've seen this movie before. Oh, have I ever? (laughs) (laughs) So um and I remember Mm. from college days that this movie was a big deal for us in our college days. Um for you more so than me, but but I remember us talking about it regularly during our college time. Why don't you re, why don't you remind me a little bit? Take us a little stroll down memory well, lane with your history. With I'll do that. Let's do this. So, <laughs> we're in the middle of what saves us. Uh, before we get to what saves me, we need to talk about what saves Ben Hunter oh, uh, because he did submit this, and I am so ever so grateful to <laughs> Mr. Hunter because. Uh, a few weeks ago during Moana, when I referenced other candidates and said, you know, someone else got to it, this is what I was referring to. So, so uh, setting myself aside here because it's Ben's song, uh, let's sing it. My experience with this movie, and I'm just kidding, I'm not going to do that, but I was about to say, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to be impressed or annoyed or both. Uh, so, mutually ben, yeah, yeah, Ben submitted. Uh, uh, Moulin Rouge, and this is what he had to share. What saves you? My choice of what saves me is Jesus. He is the only one who can save us. Stop making idols out of movies. But as long as we are, 
My pick for Fear of God, What Saves You is Moulin Rouge from 2001, directed by Baz Luhrmann. My experience with this movie is one of those times when, to paraphrase every Christian music station listener call-in, the right piece of art hits me at the right time. I saw it at least three times in the theater. Looking back now, I can see the dual paths that were converging. One, I was a theater geek in high school and a massive fan of the show Rent. Two, I was starting to get into Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet was really the first time when I saw the popular reimagining concept and it bowled me over. A little later, I found Strictly Ballroom and it was so excited when I heard that Baz was going to direct a movie musical next. The Rent connection ties in because of its celebration of the art and how what we create informs who we are. It was the perfect storm of being that young, totally loving this medium, and not being jaded enough to still be able to buy into what Rent and Moulin Rouge were selling, which was go all in and you can't fail. Love and art conquers all. I was also enamored with the teen and Christian's relationship. The idea of a love like that was very powerful. I recall on a mission trip a couple of years later, I was talking with new friends about movies. I said I wanted to experience a love like that. The experience of watching that movie in that time spoke to my soul. However, after undergrad, I think I took Rent's No Day But Today motto a little too seriously. I didn't end up creating a plan to build a successful career as a creative bohemian, living life to 11 and drinking absinthe, and making art, lots of art, and giving lots of cash, I'm sure. Thus, why I have a dull office job and perform and teach improv on the side when I can. Even still, I can watch that movie today and be transported in my spirit, and also be inspired to create. Oh, and to start off the trivial bit section, at one point I was two degrees away from Baz Luhrmann. He was directing La Boheme on Broadway, and my friend's husband was in it. To this day, I curse my polite manners of waiting for an invite. I'm sure if I'd gotten to NYC and been introduced to Baz, it would have been me in The Great Gatsby instead of DiCaprio, or at least instead of McGuire. Thank you so much, Ben, for your submission there. Yes, indeed. Um, Thank you, Ben. So, what a what a thrilling submission to receive there, because and, and you can attest to this, like I can attest to your negative feelings about old, because I was present with you. Um, I had said, you know, when I was sort of toggling between candidates, that this was in the mix. Um, there's a good chance I referenced this before, but you, you, you read are because you are a listicle, you are much better at generating, updating, committing to, and holding fast to mm. your lists yes. and your True. tops. And it will rare will be the day when the exorcist isn't number mm-hmm. one. Um, Correct. <clears throat> and I am not quite engineered that way. Uh, my brain doesn't quite work on that level of commitment, but, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, since 2001, I would and could confidently say that Moulin Rouge uh, would be in a top five, perhaps top three, depending on the day, top one film of mm. all time. I am applauding Ben's three times in the theater, uh, though perhaps going to uh supersede his i i probably saw this at least three maybe five times in the theater wow and which just feel like can you imagine doing that right now 
Oh, right. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I don't even mean pandemic wise. I mean, mm-hmm. just like general flow of life wise. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You get kicked out of the house. Like, oh, no kidding. You like, did what? what? You went to see the same movie five, five times? times? Yes. And then you'll I be understand. like, let's bounce. You don't get it. Just look at it. It's about truth <laughs> and beauty and freedom and love. Are you a true bohemian or not? I, I'll, go <laughs> the, I'll go, go do the dishes. Um, uh, I remember watching this movie the first time and and anyone who hasn't had at least a version of this experience is just lying and that first half hour to 40 minutes being like what the (laughs) f have i gotten myself into they are relentlessly frenetic absolutely because unlike ben i was historically anti-musicals in part because uh like bono i can't sing but i got soul well if you can't sing no one casts you in the musicals (laughs) (laughs) however however you know what Mm -hmm. as i said that Mm -hmm. in high school uh you're a good man charlie brown came around and they said nathan we really want you as snoopy but you can't sing and i said okay well you know You want me <laughs> Sorry. you gotta pay the big bucks and they wrote woodstock <laughs> wow. into that production so i didn't have to sing snoopy songs point well then come college days didn't audition for greece because can't sing right. and right. mutual uh friend and friend is too soft a word keith cassidy he comes to me mm-hmm. and he's like please nathan please <laughs> is that <laughs> Good really yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. that sounds like uh, <laughs> but i didn't audition for greece and he came to me groveling uh and he was like will wow. you be eugene you don't have to sing i'm like i will be you want me to be a big nerd i will do it so do it so I, I i misspoke i don't i'm not in musicals i just get cast in them oh i, go I out see for them I'm just ah, I'm in you. high demand. Like if you need someone, <laughs> if you need someone for broad characterization that can't hmm. carry a tune, hmm. I am your man. That those right. roles exist in in musical. <laughs> However, the takeaway is historically I was not a super musical fan. And so because of my lack of skill hmm. at singing, uh not I'm not anti-desire of singing as sure, of course. The experience yeah. of this movie this time would attest if you were present. Uh, and for that which is a funny story in and of itself uh because of that i've always been a bit resentful of the medium the mm. musical you know I'm okay like, okay musicals can f themselves you know like, <laughs> <laughs> yes this oh, is gonna so be a very pg-13 episode it's but, so great um, yes but it's a pg-13 movie and yeah, uh that's right and so you know always had that kind of resentment which which i can own as as not a an appropriate or, or really like you know sober-minded position to have and so when this movie punched me in the face with <laughs> that frenetic energy and, sure and right right you can't get your bearings you're like what what is yes, happening exactly. what am i watching why is this happening why mm-hmm. am i here and then like i mean you know you, you're just getting therapy for me right at this point oh absolutely so like yes. if, if moana is mm-hmm. what saving 2021 picture of nathan father you know just like semi-serious minded trying to reconcile what he knew of faith with what he believes of life mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. headspace mm-hmm. sure Moulin rouge is like the 
sing at the top of the mountain on get climb up on the roof like burst your heart out into the world because love is beautiful and bohemianism is the way to be mm. and uh that it's it's what's kind of saving me in a um even to this day and i i'm like steering hard into yeah sentiment. No, like that's that's okay um like something about this movie those if if i i would wager a guess you'll you'll get a talk at some point in this episode but <laughs> that's fine no I'm, i would wager a guess my drink. the benefit of those thir- first 30 minutes are they are so disarming mm. they they totally shatter any conception you might have about what you're about to see okay that yeah. you're very vulnerable to what the film does sure. um and it's interesting i've thought a lot about this since this recent rewatch <laughs> as, as, as I am illustrating by my inability to quit talking right now, <laughs> something about it's unorganized energy is part of the me of it all too. I'm like, I, you know, ask me one day to the next, how are you? I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But sure. I love yeah. you and <laughs> love the world. It's yeah. Also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone says you're going to the village of sin, just ignore them, you know, <laughs> love people love. Well, you're They're going to die. You're going to get your heart broken. It's okay. You still. Oh love. man. Um, so that is, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop now. No, that is my, stop. yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. I'll keep going. Um, yeah. no, um, I do want to tell, I do want to tell the story of watching it this time. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Which All I right. could probably get arrested for. Um, well, not on this pod, but, but yes, no. Yeah. Like if, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this particular week, uh, usually, uh, the way we cover stuff, I can sort of block out cause I'm, I'm home and, or, or at least home at relatively normal hours and okay, I'm just going to watch a movie, but, um, people are going to think I've just spent the summer at the beach. I'm not quite that. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, a few weeks ago during stranger things in Moana, that was an unexpected, uh, for a steal of a deal. Uh, we were able to get to the <laughs> beach. So that was how that happened. It was not planned originally, but I was just at the beach with my wife's family's annual beach trip. So that was planned. And the way Reed and I record it's, you know, you just kind of slot it in where you can. And yes. And, I'm telling the story. People are going to be like, Oh my God, that was really not smart. You are not mm-hmm. wrong, but sometimes <laughs> life demands. We, you know, just, just make it work. I really wanted to be as present as I could on this vacation. Uh, I didn't want to have a ton of stuff to watch, you know, in prep because I literally drove in today from this beach trip. So I knew we were recording the night I got back. So uh, if you listen to contact last week, you know, I got home from this beach trip. I watched two and a half <laughs> hours of contact and then recorded. Uh, well, for Moulin Rouge, I have seen this movie a dozen times mm, or mm, more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I am very familiar with its ebbs and flows. Um, I definitely had the iPad on in the car, <laughs> the ear pods in and oh drove the three and a half hours to the beach with the movie playing because I knew I did not have to give it my utmost attention, but here's the thing. Okay. My heart did. Oh, I received that. Wow. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I was able to, it was just me in the car. So I was able to sing loudly and with 
with with soul, but mm, not mm. great tune. Oh, not okay. in tune. Okay. All right. Goodness gracious, you're you're a good man, Reed Lang. <laughs> so I, Reed, I knew what what I yeah. knew. I just knew like there's a lot of exuberance coming into this from your side. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was just like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just receive sit down. it. I'm just gonna sit yeah, down. I'm just I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying hearing you love this. And you are ugly. You are beautiful. Um, what what is your because what I mean, did you see it in the theater? I don't remember. I believe I saw it in the theater. It was it came out in two thousand one. Two thousand one. It was two thousand one. Um I feel what's weird. I may not have seen it in a theater because I do not have a strong memory of being in a theater watching it. So I think I've only ever seen this when it has come to video. Believe it or not, uh, like I'm also pretty averse to musicals in general that are not Disney animated features that just happen to have repeated right. songs in them. Um, so just in general, I don't, I don't typically seek out musicals. Now, when they land for me, I really champion them. Little Shop of Horrors, The Greatest Showman. Um, suddenly are, lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly lucky. Um, but no, so they, uh, when, they, when they land for me, they really do land well and, and, and I love and embrace them. But just sort of, sort of as a general rule, um, it's not something that I'm constantly drawn to. You are not the only person in my nexus in the early 2000s who absolutely loved Moulin Rouge. You might have been the loudest voice of championing and, and loving it. That sounds right. But, <laughs> but, and um, here I am still. <laughs> that's right. Um, but certainly we're not, uh, the, the only one. Um, and so I remember watching it and I have felt from the first viewing to now the most recent viewing. This, this is a film that by and large, I have tremendous respect, adoration for. And even have a decent degree of affection. I do not sit in the camp of people who absolutely swoon over this movie. And I think some of it is not even really... I do have one sort of thematic point that that might be worth touching on later that might be a bit of a distancing factor for me. But um, just writ large, uh, it is not uh, the film that that sort of connects all of those sort of dots for me. There are certain things about it that I do genuinely love. Um, so I have not seen it as is many it, times. It does not. Is it just know. because you don't believe in the Bohemian ideals of beauty, truth, freedom, and the love? The greatest thing. No. Um, what You know above, what's funny? Above all things, I believe in love. <laughs> love is a many splendid, splendid thing. thing. All love you need is love. Lifts us up when we belong. <laughs> so is. I'm going to jump in right here and just tell you, this is how... This is a, a snapshot of the era we this came out in mm. is I was so perturbed and still would 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 say so the the soundtrack is mm. not the additions from the film itself. Correct. And so yes. 20 years ago, you get the soundtrack and I'm like, this soundtrack can go F itself. And. <laughs> <laughs> and, See, it works. It really works. So, oh, it works. Yeah. Uh, and so what I did is because this is Napster era, I was able to assemble my <laughs> burned copy of what I the called actual like film the movie cuts. version. It was all the actual film cuts wow. in sequence. And I don't wow. know where that is anymore. But Oh, that story had such a downer ending. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's I mean, like I was able to assemble all these things. And like, who knows where it is now? You know, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, so, yeah. But, but I feel like I cut you off from your. Uh, no, I mean, this is something that's probably more like uh, you know in the range of like d- discussing the the meat potatoes of the movie. But like, I do have a certain degree of resistance and. There's a version of this where I raise the question and we talk about this sort of towards the tail end of it, but I'll just skirt by it right now is I'll call it resistance in the moment. Maybe resistance is too strong a phrasing for what I mean, for what I experience. but the version of love that is frequently expressed in romantic films is often very, very um, finite with some sort of uh accelerating conditions to it you know um sometimes you know two people fall in love because you know they're on a bus that can't go below 55 miles an hour and they have to just they have to survive that together and so you know like sometimes uh people fall in love for you know these traumas that come into their life or because uh you know they've met cute you know on on the new york subway or whatever any any number of things like that and there is this rare version of love or at least it's not rare in the real world i don't think but i think it's rare to cinema that is the long committed choice by choice you know we met we you know we fell in love and then we continue each day to sort of choose each other one after another and um so i think because the version of love that i've just expressed of the you know i do every day kind of thing is is where my romantic heart sort of flutters uh i think that's why there's a little bit of distance behind really getting on board with some of the you know christian satine version of yes read it's a problem <laughs> that satine dies it's not a perfect <laughs> narrative but it's playing on the orphean tale and of that's course. sort of, of course. part of that can you please take off your thinking cap and realize <laughs> that the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just, to, just love to love and be loved and in, loved in return. return son of a biscuit <laughs> Um, or as Bandit would say, biscuits. You know what's really funny? That's that uh, that's another reason why I let you just sort of go like, oh, this German, I love because you were ready with the pen Reed, to pop Reed, the balloon. I was blowing Reed, what up. Do you, yes, Reed. What do you think? Well, and it's gracious. like, oh man, how the how the cookie crumbles now. Now you're oh. now you're ready to just now you're like that dancer that's just ready to sort of because I can't can, end can. everything. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, get your end. This is not. So here's the thing. This is what? not to say <laughs> cynic. <laughs> this is not cynic. to say I don't really enjoy this movie because I do. Um, and listen, I don't think this will completely like write the ship and write the plane. But when my wife and I got married, we had our good friends, David and Amber no. sing come yeah. what may at our wedding. So and, and no, it's not your song anymore. You don't get to claim it. Well, no, because our song, this is exactly what I'm talking about. We had come what may sung at our wedding. That was right. in our ceremony. You were there. You were my right. best man. Probably yep. would have probably regretting that decision based on what I'm saying. No, but, <laughs> no, because I but, believe in love. See, but then the song that we danced to the song, our first song as husband and wife was the song with uh, Cher and Peter Cetera. Ghetto booty. Called, oh, right. <laughs> wow. No, the Cher and Peter Cetera song after all which uh, s- sings about like the, 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 the long journey of love. And that's just because so your wife is, loves Cher. That is not. That's, that's very mm. much like our song. No, I mean, mm. uh, my wife does love Cher, but I like, 
but no, that's that's very much like our song. You know, like, you aren't wrong. After and all, I'm know? trying not to 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 slight Ben's choice here because yes, one of the reasons I set it aside <laughs> is I don't love that Satine dies, but mm, you know, mm. it's a movie we've got, so I I, <laughs> I still try to love it. What's funny all, is Reed. you're you're contextualizing my 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 mild critiques against this film as significantly heavier than uh, they really are. You're treating me like I'm the well, Duke I just need in this you, moment. I, I just want. I I need I want rapturous Reed. I need to, I want that guy to come out and play and sing with me on top of an elephant mm. and uh you know just jeez man I'm just know. a penniless sitar just, player like that's it no you're a, you're a you're a courtesan who won't open her heart to me I'm wow. trying to trying to woo you out it's, it's quite, it's quite, quite are you the Maharaja in that, in that? <laughs> Even Maharaja. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that guy's can him like I can. Um, <laughs> what is what is what does uh, Christian say when he's like, "Oh, it's it's quite long." What I do? <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, just the that scene. Damn, that scene so is funny. hysterical. Yes. Uh, so do you, I want to rattle? What? Yeah, I was about oh. to rattle off some tri- trivial bits that I actually found oh, interesting. Oh yeah, um, rattle off trivial bits. Then we'll move into okay. That, so right. Come what may, check mm-hmm. it out. I didn't know Check this. I've, I've loved this movie for quite some time. But see, this is what I do. I lead with my heart. You asked me last week uh, about skepticism versus faith, and yeah. I trust yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. I like if something swoons me, I'm like, I'm swooned. <laughs> yeah, that's it. right. So we I don't have go been deeper. We um, have been identified back when we had exclusively like rave reviews instead of the one star ratings we're apparently getting now. But oh, that the- guy can go f himself. <laughs> <laughs> but um. We we actually uh, somebody had astutely pointed out that uh, I am the head and you are the heart and I think that is still that is playing out in real in in, in the real time. Yeah, and I you feel know. like yes. I, I I climb the ladder up to that head often. I need you to like shoot me down. <laughs> like we you, will you scurry down yeah, once yeah. or twice, please. Yes. Uh, so yeah. come what may was written for Romeo and Juliet. Oh wow! Know. Oh, was not I didn't used. know that either. And then in. Um, it is the complete it is it is the only completely original song in the entire film but because it was written for R&J that's what disqualified it from the best ass best ass best <laughs> a, best oh my god see i'm so drunk on the spirit that i can't even talk <laughs> the best oh, beautiful um it was disqualified for best song at the oscars that's um, interesting. Okay, it? because it was written for another film. Wow. Now there is a whole slew of drama, which I had no idea existed about Courtney Love related to this film. One R- really bit of which, yes, like she totally she she at least was auditioning or wanted to audition for Satine. Kidman gets it. Uh, she actively resents Kidman. Writes the song uh, uh, something. Kidman can f herself. <laughs> no, but one of the songs off of the 99 whole album, which I can't remember what it is because I looked it up today, but I can't recall, uh, was directly a a thumbing, biting her tongue. <laughs> There's some shit oh, for you. Oh. Um, at Nicole Kidman. But the the other note I had here was Lerman hired Marilyn Manson to sing Smells Like Teen Spirit, which oh made gosh. Courtney Love very angry as she and Manson had a longstanding feud. Turns out Courtney Love is just an angry individual. Uh, wow. She evoked oh the performer approval clause in her contract forcing production to find an unknown band to re-record the song six days before the film opened. Oh my gosh. Um, Wow. uh, That is wild. It became the first movie musical in 10 years to be numbered. This is also 
my love for Moulin Rouge is also why I'm very anti uh, the movie version of Chicago with Zellweger and Richard Gere. And oh, Zeta Jones. okay. Is okay. Because yeah. uh, as this note alludes here, uh, Moulin Rouge was snubbed uh, from hmm. best picture. Uh, no, it did. Get, it got nominated. Let me read this note. Became the first movie musical in 10 years to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Motion Picture since Beauty and the Beast. Was also snubbed for Best Director and Original Screenplay. That, which has been cited as one of the most outrageous Oscar snubs of that year. Wow. I was just pissed that it didn't win. And then Chicago went on and won. Get get out Mm -hmm. of Uh here. Last note here. Some other casting interesting notes Catherine zeta jones and heath ledger were contenders to play satine and christian ledger oh, wow. this is amazing ledger got booted because it was determined he was too young to be cast opposite uh nicole kidman which he carried a grudge about for years and turned down a role in australia that lerman directed <gasps> because of that resentment um, wow oh my god other possible christians included hugh jackman gyllenhaal uh ronan keating i don't know who that is um hmm. Other possible Satines included Kate Winslet, Hilary Swank, Zellweger, Drew Barrymore, Natalie Mendoza. I don't know who that is. Wow. Courtney Love auditioned for Satine, as I said. Yeah. Anyway, that was wild. That's that is pretty wild. I never realized that there was yeah, I never realized that there was that much sort of machinations and I mean I can't almost, you like the movie, almost so, was, you know. Um, wow. <laughs> should have should have known. Okay. Come into this movie with rave affection and nothing else. Otherwise, Please? Please just otherwise just condescend to me, Reed. Join <laughs> me in my love. I mean, you're treating um, me like I'm the guy in the wings who keeps fumbling the gun and trying to bet. Ba- talk bad to me, Reed Lackey. Like Tell me all about it. Uh, <laughs> let's do some that's so right because we're going to be here a while. Let's do it. That's so right. It's just so right. It's just so right. That's just so All right. You know, All right. Reed, just I need you to not talk for a few minutes. I'm just going to okay. name right. every, okay. Bit of, <laughs> okay. every, every bit of that. So, right. Why don't we do four? I, I'll give you. Why don't we do four? We normally do three. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am. This is going to be one that leads to a question for you. Ooh, and fascinating. Okay. That's me. Mm. <laughs> complicated. I'm a complicated guy, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> no, that's. Yeah. I, I what I wrote down was spectacular spectacular and then i wrote commitment commitment so <laughs> my question i'm getting to for you is your favorite performance uh in the film in this oh uh-huh. and even re-watching this eyes on the road sort of mm-hmm. um like i am astonished at the performances in this film mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. There, you know how last week on contact, I made the comment about McConaughey and look at this guy living in the role mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. look at this rich inner life. Like, and I, 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 I totally understand there's an, there's, there is a chasm and a very wide one between reactive, thoughtful performance right. and what Moulin Rouge is. I totally mm-hmm. get it. But at the same time, Nicole Kidman goes for broke in this movie. Mm, and it is, yeah, she does. It is a thing of wonder. Like you mm, are mm-hmm. I, the, the lack of self-consciousness 
now I, I, I gotta be honest. I am not, I have only seen, uh, uh, Lerman's R and J once or twice. I don't have near the affection for it. Oh, I like it. Me. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I like the soundtrack, um, <laughs> but it is not, it does not lodge whatsoever for me. And truth to tell, I don't know that I've seen much else. I haven't seen Strictly Ballroom. I haven't seen Australia. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, more. I haven't seen. Um, mm, yeah, I haven't seen. But this is my either. this is my uh, intellectual or emotional purity coming into play. I'm like, don't. It's good. I'm good. I don't need. <laughs> I've got. I've got the I have Moulin Rouge. Uh huh. Um. So so I, I I bring that up simply to say, it is so clear watching this, his either competence or authoritarianism as a director Mm. to get what he gets out of these performers sure i mean nicole kidman in the identity confused identity sequence in the elephant yes when she's when when christian is trying to <laughs> you know when when you and McGregor is trying to find the words and he's but yes, he's like turned yes. on but confused you know he's, he's oh absolutely so amazing yes. but her her go for brokenness in that sequence oh, is just man. a microcosm of her entire performance because and you'll this will probably ring true for you when uh, my gift is my song oh yes. happens her her turn it, it is, is my very first note oh really. Yeah. Um, but, but so, so I am identifying as a, that's so right to, to, mm-hmm. to really be clear because clearly I'm all over the place, um, is the performances. I think it is astonishing what, what gets on film in this, mm-hmm. uh, but how, why I phrase it the way I did is spectacular, spectacular, the set piece and that whole 10 minutes in there are just a bubble of what the whole movie is. Sure. People yeah. just having a hell of a time mm. and and delivering in spades what they're doing yes oh no I, well to expound on the note and just to like affirm yeah the very first thing i wrote down i said following nicole kidman's utterly committed exuberant display the moment that you and mcgregor kicks into your song is a showstopper and that's that yeah. I, I just read the note exactly as it was that was the very first thing i wrote down because that whole thing where Yes, she's confused about who he is. She thinks he's the Duke. She thinks he's there for a completely different reason. And so she's just pretending like, oh, he's he's turned on by reading poetry. Right, so I'm just right. gonna and and like, yes, talk about commitment. Oh, poetry, he, naughty words. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. But then when he busts out, and you McGregor has a very lovely voice. And when he busts out with, you know, that my gift is my song, and then she like sits and it echoes up. through the city. Oh the man. And when she, and when, and like you, you're absolutely right. Like it's like a, a, a switch gets flipped and she is just immediately sort of like taken aback by what's happening. And then he goes into this absolutely lovely rendition of Elton John's your song um, that rivals to me. Uh, if, if so anything, good. if anything pound for pound is going to rival come what may in this movie, it is your song. Cause that, it's that so whole thing so is good. just glorious um you asked me a question you sang the praises of nicole kidman so i i will i will simply affirm and and go to the next person that i want to mention although every performance that i call out is just three more that i should call out um we can, I mean, we can, I, 
because <laughs> I have a different uh, that's so right that I'm going to call out. But um, are you going to that now? Are you doing a performance note? No, I'm going to answer your performance question first, okay, yeah. and I'll I'll mention my that's so right. So um, I want to give some love to John Leguizamo because I mm, mm-hmm. I remembered Jim Broadbent. He is impossible. Oh to my forget. god, he's so good, and he's brilliant. Um, but I remember, especially this viewing, I was like, hmm. Leguizamo is doing some incredible work here. And I think because of who Leguizamo is, maybe un- a little underappreciated, but he is very much like he's, he's being a, a consistent character. He's doing a very heightened, uh, eccentric sure. performance um, and yet manages to nail some real emotional wallets. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. I mean, he has some of the most, some of, the most emotionally sort of crucial moments in the movie. And what's interesting about his performance is it's a true supporting role. If he is not on point, then the moments between Christian and Satine don't land the way they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And true Kidman and McGregor are, are delivering their best work, but uh, Leguizamo has to be there on, on point to, to enhance and support the role. So I just want to give a little bit of love towards him because I think otherwise he might not uh, necessarily get mentioned. So that is my well, uh, answer. Before you question. move into yours, uh, mm-hmm. a note I forgot about Kidman that just further illustrates this point is if you recall the scene when she's changing, it's in the mm-hmm. middle of the dance and it cuts to she and uh, uh, Ziedler yes. talking mm-hmm. about who the Duke is and, and right. he's exchanging right. her. She's saying, you know, who should I be smoldering temptress, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. it reminds me to a different in a different fashion but it reminds me of mcavoy split like she is oh just barreling through yes. different yeah, yeah, personas yeah, yeah. which yeah. is just impressive now i don't if i've seen him in other stuff i just don't know but i love richard roxburgh in this i think he's hysterical yeah, yeah and sinister at the same time i really like what he does so in what you know, would in other iterations be a that ain't right. I had forgotten the Satine assault scene, um, which he does not, you know, it doesn't yeah. go as far as, you know, but like he, he's violent with her and it's oh, yeah. very, uh, it's very oppressive. And I will be candid that what is otherwise an extremely comical, pretty, pretty buffoonish. And I'm saying that as a compliment, like it's, it's really a, an eccentrically funny performance that turn was very troubling for me to like uh, that's what it's supposed to be it's not supposed you know mm-hmm. like it, it, the movie is doing what it's intending to do which is really sort of like put me on my heels of oh man like not and i'm saying this sincerely yeah. not our yeah. precious satine like do not do this to her and um and so that kind of yeah nothing against the performer because he, he yeah well and that. i mean you know they they don't telegraph that that literally will happen but i mean right the, the right. sinister nature of his dark side is, is pretty present early on no um, i agree but i do love gosh that's in the middle of roxanne that's so good mm, mm, right yeah it's absolutely when, when they're yeah, seeing each other that's when he turns mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah a really dark version of roxanne um but no uh speaking of that's so right um this had to be my top if the other one doesn't explicitly get mentioned, I'll, I'll mention it. But um, when uh, Ziedler has to convince the Duke that 
she is in love with him. It, this immediately follows the she's got busted, like you know, and he busts into you make her feel like a virgin, and it's like touch, touched for the very first, first time. time, and then he goes into the, that is. it is the bodiest (laughs) and silliest and it is just it is really really hysterical hysterical. and uh and 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 it is so so right broadbent is just he's hysterical he's he's uh, uh, one of the imdb references states that that was his favorite sequence to shoot oh man i can imagine i can imagine that you, you never know from the finished product like what was torturous and what was fun, but boy, I like to imagine that filming that was just a laugh riot. I mean, it's, it, it's just yes, it is so I mean, so fun. But this is what I'm talking about. You you aren't wrong to be off, you know, put off by you know the the implied and or explicitly stated assault, but his the <laughs> the part in like a virgin. When he starts talking to the camera, Richard Roxburgh, <laughs> and it's just so snivelly and you know, <laughs> just just snake like, but so like doofy. Oh god, yeah. it's hysterical. It's really funny. Um, no, it's really funny. Um, um my, so yeah, what's another one for you? Yeah. These are just the two I wrote down was the performances, and then it's more a moment that 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 signals an energy and and a whole you know flood of things, but uh, and I've even referenced this already, but when the chaos of the rehearsal is happening and Christian bursts out with the hills are alive with the sound of music, <laughs> you know, you used the phrase a minute ago, showstopper, like that to me mm. is the same idea. It's like mm. the whole piece takes a turn right there. Right. Uh, one, because you're still just like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. They doing that? Uh, they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, the vocal delivery is so on point. What that does for those characters, um, mm. you know, it's. Uh, I'll put a pin in this, but I want to come back once we're done with that. So right of of an idea to follow there. It's it's thematic, but not like deep and profound. It's just more fascinating, though it might okay. lead to deep and profound. But yeah, I just love that moment because it feels like the the air changes in the film and it it goes from bonkers wacky what the f to oh my heart is starting to feel things it's like the grinch you know it's like growing 10 it times grows. the size and yeah yes. grew three sizes and it, and it kind of never lets up from there so anyway mm-hmm. that would be that's okay. right for me do you have i do have I do have to mention it's already come up, so we don't have to. Uh, but I, I wrote down here in case it came up in that. So right is just three words: just come what may. Like that, both both renditions in the film, and mm-hmm. that is one to your point about the soundtrack not being the movie versions. Um, I love all the versions of Come What May. Like you give you give me any iteration of Come What May you want to. Like the version where they first sing it in the film, uh, the refrain and reprise of it towards the end of the film and the version that made it to the soundtrack. Like I love it all. As I said before, which you so, you know, because you were bitter that I was saying anything negligible about the film at all. Um, But like, yeah, my wife and I chose to have that song sung by two of our friends at our wedding. And uh, it is, it is truly rapturous. It is a, it is a lovely, lovely song. And, uh, and I, I teared up like I, I teared up 
hearing it. I teared up during your song. I, I teared up hearing Come What May, obviously the personal connection that it was sung in my, my wife's wedding. But, but yeah, I, I very much got emotionally swept away um, by that song. And I don't know if it's possible for me to hear it and not be. So, yes, um, Come What May. Well, yeah, I never knew I could feel like this. Uh, so mm-hmm. we're going to come like, out I've of never that's seen so this right. That's just so right. And we're back in. So, <laughs> yes, I, I want to, um, you know, that feeling when you, when you're super familiar with a thing mm-hmm. that you forget its contours. Sure. Um, and I mean, you could, there's a whole path you could take just on that idea alone. But mm-hmm. I think watching the movie this time, um, and and perhaps because of the context in which I was watching it, which it wasn't literally watching the entire runtime, I'm coming in and out. I'm 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 doing real life and then s- snatching images for my brain to process as the audio is going alongside it. And something about the through line of "Come What May" this time, pff, call me an idiot, and it might not be unfair. It it clicked with me the significance of it in a mm. new way mm. um the in context in 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 film significance of it and and something that i just think might be fun to talk about and it, and it might lead us into deep waters i don't know but this movie is really fascinatingly structured mm. because because it tells you everything it is right rather, from the beginning yes yeah mm-hmm. i mean spectacular spectacular is the film Absolutely. That you're about yes. to watch. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but every and so so what I'm trying to prop up and sort of engage here is, is sort of an artistic slash creative conversation of um steps in the road of the film signal to you. Oh, by right. the way, this is coming up too. Uh mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. the lovers write the secret song. Oh, okay. By the way, when uh Satine as Christian is walking out of the theater heartbroken and and despondent and Mm -hmm. you know uh, just threw money down i've paid my whore which is about as Mm. demeaning a Mm. a, a statement that could be made she knows what you are responding to is not the real and what is the real is is pouring forth this song i mean it just really Mm. hit a whole level of so so there's this 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 fascinating sort of artistic creative notion of what a what a uh, a masterful grasp of Mm. form Mm -hmm. uh but also you know this weird living in and on and within and on top of our lives at the same time right like right right anyway so so i don't don't totally know exactly where to go with that except that i was just really floored in a new way with how smart the film is sure Um, oh absolutely I mean, so just to affirm and applaud the the structure of it, I did take note, of course, like they tell you right from the beginning that Satine is now dead. And that's in, you know, you and McGregor's opening, you know, after like was on my left. Yeah, it's dead. And and then, you know, you're just absolutely bombarded with the Moulin Rouge as a, a, a venue. And right. what it's all about. 
And then, uh, yeah, when they're performing, which by the way, we didn't mention this, but like another candidate for that. So right. Is the, is the flipping like the, the spontaneous performance, the improv spontaneous performance of spectacular, spectacular for the Duke when they're in there. And oh no, just, that did, that, that was my, that's so right. I, I was oh, using yeah, spectacular, yeah, spectacular gotcha. as a sort of reference point. Oh, for, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, it's fantastic. But, yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. And, um, so exciting. No, no, the no, audience no, no, will stop on you. Oh man, it will run for 50 years. So, um, the, the elephant and sitar man are pulled <laughs> apart by an evil plan. But I do want to applaud, like what you're saying, that the film can be so assured that they can, you know, tell basically, like you say, tell everything that's about to happen and then play it out almost beat for beat exactly as, as it's expected. And I think part of the emotion behind those moments is knowing like, Oh yeah, we're headed for, it's a tragedy. It's a, it's, and I mean, Baz Luhrmann clearly loves tragedies because he directed Romeo and Juliet. And this is very of the same, like, you know, it's the star crossed lover kind of Mm -hmm. idea. So they have a very finite seek, you know, finite season of life in which they can enjoy each other and be completely captivated. Um, imaginatively poetically romantically with who and 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 what they are and then that uh as a a, as star-crossed lovers comes from like as a star it burns out very quickly like it's just okay it's it's there and it's gone and um yeah i do i do find it interesting and admirable that he chooses to reveal so much information rather than leaving like satine's death as this you know, one thing that you can say is like you can you nobody can say they never saw her death coming. Like he he reminds you of it probably every fifteen minutes. Like oh yeah, and she's even something as subtle as in the first performance where we see her and she has to catch her breath and faints mm-hmm. and falls off the the trapeze and um you yeah. frightened her away. Oh my gosh, he's <laughs> see there is. The he's so good my yeah, gosh that was my introduction amazing. to jim broadbent too and yeah oh wow well. yeah that's slow for a while man. um so i think from for myself and this is pivoting away from what you said so apologies if there's if there was more you had to unpack there but i think one of the things that struck me and i wrote it down actually no wait i'm gonna ask you a fun question okay okay i like might, fun le- questions. might lead to something deeper but but it's meant to be sort of fun what role do you play or would you play in your life's version of spectacular spectacular blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean come on like what i i, I can't tell I, I, if you're I, I, asking a uh a, 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 a gotcha or a gimme or a rhetorical no question. because no, no. because what's interesting about that yeah, who do you At see yourself how, as? How you identify, how you phrase that question is, is to me part of what's interesting about this movie is it's toying with how we identify mm. with ourselves and with the images we see in the world, perhaps. Because, mm. I mean, the movie itself, the Duke at the end, or, mm-hmm. you know, at the three fourths mark, why would she go with the writer when the right, Maharaja right. can give her a lifetime of love or, you know, comfort or whatever he says. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. 
I mean, of course, come on, like 20 years ago, me, like one of the reasons I glommed onto this so damn much is you're like, oh, that, oh I'm what? like you and McGregor. I'm <laughs> I can't sing as well as he can, but all the feelings are there. Sure. Um, okay. okay. You know, I'm, I worry I'm a bit more, you know, Ziedler these days than, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. but, but no, I, it, it's funny. I don't know if I'm addressing what you're asking or trying to ask. Um, yeah, you answered. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you made the comment a few minutes ago and, 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 or I've, or at least touched on it here and there. And I, and I actually, you know, sober minded me doesn't disagree with you whatsoever that I'll frame it this way, how I receive what your slight critique of the film is maybe strong critique of at least the ideas of it um, mm. is yes, this is good, but you can't live there. Right. You can't, you can't, mm, mm. can't live in that kind of s- soaring, swooning, what have you. Sure. And, right. and in, and in so much, so many ways, I, I utterly agree with that notion, but it's funny uh, though. I don't read him anymore. Not, not because I actively dislike or anything, just, just have not made room for his work in my life of the last two decades, really. But Philip Yancey in um, one of his late nineties books referenced that the things that in our parlance were saving him now, uh, but at mm. least our, our, our representatives of God to him in the world were nature, music and romantic love. Like these mm. were right. Right. Signatures mm-hmm. of, of God. Mm. And so from that standpoint, you, I don't, I, I mentioned it. I don't love structurally that Satine dies. It's it. Right. I don't love right, that right. as, as sort of a uh a gendered idea so so darn it for that um but my romantics heart bursts at the at the notions in this and so what i would say is while we can't live there or we shouldn't live there that to live there is probably unhealthy mm, ultimately mm-hmm. um we also can't neglect there either Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Whether it's as literal as romantic love between two people or Mm. just the swooning we're kind of called to, you know, to love and be loved in return, to love, to love people, to love your, your pet, to love Mm. creation itself. Uh, and, and, and be able to then receive love back. Like the, the animating force, mm. uh, you know, that, that, uh, Ellie from contact can say, you're right. It's not a fair world, but my understanding is, is, is our call is to make the world we want to live in. I'm, I'm mm. paraphrasing mm. or re- mm-hmm. restating. And so, you know, can you live in this heightened romantic state? Not really. And, and, and ultimately, right. Right in a committed relationship you, you, <laughs> that's that you did just fyi youngsters no <laughs> you can't um and that, that there is a more manner and means version of love that is uh, healthier and more appropriate and at mm-hmm. the same time to be in love with a person to be in love with the world because it is lovely beautiful and true is, right. is i i do think a a state we should at least check in on with sure routine. right and uh, i just took so, the question i was like no that's okay <laughs> um 
so there and everything I mean, goes again well and and also like um yeah like when i thought about it it was rooted in the fact that like i would probably see myself as as the leguizamo character kind of like the choral figure kind of you know like telling the story all of that kind of mm-hmm. thing but um that's neither here nor there so he's I, I, trying to kill you so i'm wrestling with something okay tell me let me help you and here's come what, what may. okay it's actually rooted in come what may mm-hmm. so christian is okay uh, i'll read her line and this broke my heart the 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 reason that there's a, a distancing factor in this movie that I'll that I'll unpack a bit more is not quite as simple as oh yeah but you know a flash in the pan love is is um, you know that that that's not sustainable it's not quite as simple as that Satine says something that emotionally knocked me back and set me back on my heels she said and th- oh my goodness. She says, all my life, you've made me believe I was only, she's talking to Ziedler, all my life, you've made me believe I was only worth what someone would pay for me. Shout out again to to Nicole Kidman for that performance. Mm -hmm. And then she says, but Christian loves me. And and I I really- She says it three times, by the way. Not that that, I don't mean, yeah, well, but Christian loves me. He loves me. And then she shouts it at him. Like mm. I'm, I'm simply drawing yes. the point that she yeah, yeah, is yeah. forceful about it. Sure. And he does, he does, but that's what makes it very, very difficult to stomach his attempts publicly to pay her when he is wounded by her. And what I am struggling with is that is the actions of a man who is deeply wounded deeply wounded but who all he is interested in that moment is not in recapturing her affections but in punishing her for hurting him and that i struggled with that in this moment i know there's a tremendous amount of affection for the film but i'm just in the interest of having a real and honest conversation i struggled with christian in that moment because the song is come what may come what may and he does love her. He does. But it, it, it struck me for a moment as rapturous and beautiful as the refrain when she cries out to him and begins singing the song to mm-hmm. him. And his forgiveness for her is not to be ignored. But that whole sequence, because that's how he leads with it. I even, I even rewound the scene to, to watch and say, like, does he start doing that out of desperation? But that's the first thing he says to her when he comes in to the scene. When he comes into the scene, she has already dismissed him and she's hurt him deeply. She's already dismissed him. She's treated him as if she didn't love him or whatever. And then when he comes in, the very first things he says to her is, I've come to pay my debt. And so he, in his mind, is leading with, if all I was to you was a client then I'm just going to treat you like a whore. And that struck a note with me that rang. I mean, again, just trying to be honest. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm like grabbing on the thing, but that struck a note with me that was like, that is woundedness speaking. And, and while I don't 
feel that that's an inappropriate thing to display or an inappropriate thing to identify, I think that is not a come what may kind of affection. I think the first major conflict they hit threatened to upend them. And in truth, they did recover. They recovered publicly, you know, the Duke be damned and and everything else, you know, kind of be thrown to the wayside. But I struggled a bit with that moment. I really struggled with him throwing the money on the ground. I have come to pay you and then walking out. And then, and then she is not only burdened and she has wronged him, but she's not only burdened with the tremendous weight of having wronged him to save his life, but now she has to abandon all of that because he has now sort of, uh, well, he shamed her. He's shamed her openly. And you know, that is something I struggled with. Are you not rep- let me reply. I'm just gonna keep. No, I think I think I'm gonna go refill my drink and. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, forgive what might sound, uh, you know, I don't know, dismissive, but I, I don't feel like you're identifying anything that is incorrect. In other words, yes, mm-hmm. and to be super reductive, hurt people, hurt people. He is right. He, of course. he has been. Uh, now, I, I, because I didn't know that is ex- the level of specificity you'd go there. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I do recall enough that when she is, so Zidler says, uh, uh, hurt him to save him, you know, and right. she, this right. is the whole, uh, the show must go on sequence. She is dressed to the nines and goes and says, I've accepted the Duke's offer, mm-hmm. um, you know, something. And, and he's pleading with her. This is mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. you don't mean this. This is not real. Um, right. And so, you know, he, I think, I think what you're identifying is exactly what the movie's after, which is mm-hmm. the real mm-hmm. versus the false. And to me, the what I was saying five, seven, ten minutes ago about coming to grips with what come what may is for for maybe the first time in a real way is it is not a great love song those characters wrote. It is their way to re-speak truth to each other. And so mm, mm. and you know, it's a it's a heightened film about heightened sure, stakes right. and emotions you you're you're absolutely right it is utterly demeaning what he does to her and and mm-hmm. publicly shaming because he has been lied to and he believed it and what right right and the, and the redemption for the two of them is she has to she has to own what she did and her right, owning what she did is speaking this truth out which is to mm-hmm. say we told everyone this song was was this lover song for this play we're putting on for people. Mm. What it really is, mm. is me saying back to you, Hey, it's wrong. What I, what I did was wrong. Please come back. You know, come in May. Never knew I could feel like this. Like I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> want to banish inside your kiss every day. I'm loving you more and more. Listen right. to right. my heart. Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah. And I to give you everything. And I think, yeah, I think, um, just in I'm, the, in, I'm acknowledging that you you aren't wrong to feel the weight of that moment. I, mm, I don't. Yeah. To me, it doesn't tarnish Christian or or signal a a sort of. It, it's meant to be severe and and it's meant right. to be striking and painful. Um, 
but and I think I think that's yeah. a part of it that maybe I wanted, and this is my vision of romantic mm-hmm. love. I think I wanted. Even if he comes back to beg, even if he comes back to try to understand, even if he comes back to try to whatever, like she says to Ziedler, you've made me believe that I was only ever worth what someone would pay for me. And he doesn't just acknowledge the hurt for the first time in their interaction together. He treats her precisely like that. And that to me, meaning what? Say that again. He treats her like a whore. And, or Christian uh, Christian does. Okay. She says, I'm only, you've made me believe I'm only worth what people will pay for me, but Christian loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Right. And then in that moment, again, I'm just, I'm just acknowledging uh, not only, yes, the weight of that moment is, is, is meant to be destructive and powerful. I'm like Christian. Uh, here's, here's what I would say. To Christian, if I was John Leguizamo, I would grab him by the throat and say, that is the woman you love. You never, ever treat her that way. Never. She is, you are forcing her to apologize to you. Never treat her that way because that is the woman that you love. And clearly something is going on, but you, but come what may is, is what's in your world right now. And so why, why out of your outrage did you? publicly call her and treat her like a courtesan and and that that was all it was and then and so again this is now this bear is, in mind now now one you you, you <laughs> <laughs> I just stumbled into this you are playing diplomat read with the movie itself and <laughs> and and you're trying to talk sense into something about heightened you know no, extreme extremely heightened point. emotional mm-hmm. energies to it um, sure sure but again i i think i think you are as frenetic as those first 30 45 minutes are mm-hmm. the movie never quite abandons that it abandons the zany energy but it's right. still very much about performance and reality and truth and falsehood because remember when christian does that in that moment it is scripted that is part of the the or or at least the entire house that's the theater term i know, you know that. <laughs> oh, uh, the entire house thinks this is the play well so, true but that wasn't in the original script so yes he you know like sure, that wasn't sure. that wasn't I, what I know. was supposed to happen but what but all i'm highlighting is simply that the movie is about playing with our perceptions of what's real and what's fake i mm, i am mm. not trying to build a case christian is correct he's not Mm -hmm. but i do think um that i'll frame it this way there are moments in life where where even your emotions have to respond to the decision being made by the person you're in relationship with what Mm -hmm. i mean by that Mm -hmm. in a very real way a very close relationship of years ago or or a number of years ago did not look like it was going to survive for me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my desire for it not to survive. Right, 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 right. Now, I never did something like what Christian did as far as the volatility sure. there. Right, right, right. But right. my belief that it's supposed to survive was not bearing any fruit. And the moment came 
where I had to ultimately respond to the person I was in relationships with decision and say, well, I, I know my heart and feelings and, and the truth of them, but I can't make this person not do what they're doing. And so I have to pivot away. And, and right. I, I say that to say, I, again, I wouldn't do what Christian did. It's a heightened film with insanely wild set sure, pieces to it. Right, right, of course. But of course. it doesn't ring false to me that he can, in one moment, say, this is the person I love in full stop, and the next scene, respond to her that way. Because in his mind, well, you've... yeah. He's responding to the decision that he thinks has been made, which well, is you broke the friend, you broke the relationship. No, absolutely. Um, and and maybe there's a um, maybe you're defending something that I don't disagree with. Like nothing about it feels false. So let me clarify that nothing about it rings false. That absolutely would happen in the world. That absolutely would happen for these characters. That absolutely would happen in that relationship. At the risk of being a bit too blunt and and perhaps like skewering the film and when i don't really feel that way about the film i think that moment identifies that christian and satine's relationship might fundamentally be toxic and that it's because of the heightened nature of the adventure and danger around them that they can't see that and that's what i'm troubled by is because no none of it rings false absolutely none of it rings false but let's fast forward that let's say she's not got tuberculosis consumption in the film Let's say she's not got that. Let's say they run away together and they survive. It's a moment like Christian doing that at the first sort of moment of, of disruption that makes me wonder like, holy crap, what if, what if he, how would he have, how would he have responded to the first broken moment like 10 years down the road? That's, that's where it sort of takes my mind and be like, oh man, like what kind of, cause this is supposed to be a story about love, a love that will last forever. And it only lasts forever, I think, because as we've already pointed out, the tremendous tragedy is that she dies before there's any other opportunity for a, for a Christian to treat her like that again. And I know sure. that's a blunt, a blunt, a blunt, brutal well, way to put it, but I don't know that I would disagree that there's a degree of toxicity to their relationship. Mm, there, mm. there is a world where, and, and this is just, um, there's a world in which if, again, it feels like you're arguing just against the form itself, like, which, which <laughs> sure. I mean, it's, is not totally unfair. It's just ultimately like, well, yeah, it's an extremely heightened romantic, you know, film uh, or relationship or story, whatever. Um, because you're because, not wrong. I mean, even watching it this time, even watching it this time when um, this is this is how, you know, like a Shaman movie, you're old uh, <laughs> or, or you're in a Shaman movie or whatever, um, because when she was initially, at least committed to running away, I love him. He loves mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. In my head, I was like, yeah, but girl, all these people their livelihoods are wrapped up in you performing. You know? oh, <laughs> like, sure, sure, I'm thinking about the economics of it all. I'm like, oh, right. I don't know yeah. that you should she, do this. Right. She's There's making a healthier a, way forward. <laughs> she's making a dreadfully. And I think, you know, uh, without, you know, at the risk of beating a dead horse, like, sure. I think, I think a response that would have made me feel less suspect of the toxicity of their relationship is if Christian had come back to her, begged, pleaded, this is not you. This, I know something is going on. Tell me what's going on. This is not you. And then when they are outed on stage, 
him being like, you know, him make some big display of, you know, I have come to give her my blessing and say she can she can be free to love whoever she is because I will love her forever regardless. And then that's not you know, dramatic I, at all. Really. I know it's not. You're, I know, yeah, but it's the, yeah. but that is my that is there is a and and now I'll get into the real world. Okay, is because mm-hmm. I feel like the Christian Satine dynamic of romance is so dang attractive, and I feel like in a lot of ways. That is what people, there is a rising sort of tide right now of like the heart wants what it wants. And so the, the heart is going to pursue what the heart pursues. And maybe I'm putting a little bit too much of my daddy hat on for how I'm going <laughs> to, for how I'm going to like instruct my son for how to navigate his oh, life and relationships. But, yeah. but I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, okay you should passionately pursue what your heart desires. But if that turns on you to where the thing you claim to love, you are only interested in wounding, you have to confront that and you have to keep that at bay. And granted, you know, maybe there's some value in displaying that it's like that for them in that moment. Um, But I'm just like, that's, you know, again, it's just this moment of like, she wronged him. She absolutely wronged him, but she wronged him at least in part to save his life. He wronged her because he was wounded and it was not reconciled until she apologized for wronging him for something that was to save his life. It was still for him. And, you know, because the Duke's not going to kill her. She's going to kill. He's trying to kill Christian. Yes. But by your same daddy hat token, (laughs) uh, you know, she could have just gone to him and be like, you know, let me be real with you, bro. Like, Duke's, gonna, Duke's gonna cook. I love you. I love yeah. you. You. But I see, I you. get that choice. I get oh, that choice. Stop. No, I do. I get that choice because I even thought in the moment if she were to go, I even had this little thought. I'm sitting here. I'm like, why don't you just tell Christian? And I know every romantic guy in that moment would be like, I don't care. I don't care. He can kill me. It's better. It's better to die in this moment than like he would literally. It would not. It would not suffice. It reminds to make me of an Inside Out. I would die for uh, what's the <laughs> character's name? Uh, oh, uh, I would die about. for Riley. I would die yeah. for Riley. And it's all the boyfriends just stacking up. I would die for. I would die for Riley. Die for Riley. <laughs> you know? And you know, and it's like that's the. So so yeah. I again. I um. What I am after. What I am reaching for is I feel like there are a lot of ways that we will we will have a tendency to look at a relationship in which we have been wounded, and when the wounds stack upon each other, then it can create this feeling as if somehow, like, I think that's where love is lost. Love is not lost in the fact, uh, this is a really poetic, bold statement, but Love, I don't think, is lost in the in the wounding. It's 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 in the perhaps the 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 cycle of continuing to do so because you're unwilling to take a a, a moment, a, a a beat, and step back and say. And that is how real active relationships happen. Like real uh, real wounds. Like when in a relationship you're wounded, there is the tendency to lash back out, and there is the tendency to just cut and there is the tendency to you know with cut with words hopefully not physically but like you know there is the tendency to to want to just 
you know, intensely make them hurt. And I think most people would then say like, okay, but you have to, you have to fight that. You have to bear that wound yourself. And so there's just this moment where I'm like, okay, we're going to hold the relationship of Christian and Satine up and be like, oh man, that is so lovely. And isn't come what may a great song. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, have y'all paid attention to the, to the 20 minutes before they reconciled and she died, you know, like, and, uh, and, and I, I, I recognize poor Ben Hunter is like, why in the world? <laughs> why in the I world? literally was about to be like, Ben, I'm with you. you <laughs> but truth, beauty, freedom, and love, bro. But I think like he talked about, Ben talked about in his, in his, um, you know, what saves a submission, like this, this burst to create. And I think that is it to go back to a line from contact it's like no the world's what we make it it's like yeah you you make this love like that is something yes it it sparks and it bursts forth like like fire and beauty but then you care for it and you tend to it and when it like when it wounds you then you do what you can to bear that wound and then to still continue like crafting it and giving of it and and then i think at a certain point there will be a way where it's like okay when the person just does not love you back you know like yeah that's a different conversation but i mean when two people genuinely love each other which christian and satine do then um you know they they have to have to resist the you know actually he has to resist she's she's just she's too good she's too good i feel like i have just like accidentally poo-pooed this movie i really i really struggle with it though like okay so real talk as we're winding this you know this this section of the conversation it's what we do real talk what but but real talk like do you understand what i uh i get i i feel like you've you've grasped pretty effectively and even challenged me a little bit on my identification of the problem but um are, are, am I articulating effectively like what the aim should be, what the goal should be? Like, this is what it more should look like is, you know, bearing that woundedness and then continuing to craft that. Or is that uh, a falsehood? Am I not doing a great job of articulating that very well? Um, you know what? I'm looking something up real quick mm. um, because so I would like to think, I mean, read. Of <laughs> course, it's a mildly immature, horny <laughs> kids, you know, just golly. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I mean, if we're, I mean, real talk time, the reason we didn't have Come What May in our wedding, this is a true story, is because in Come What May is the line, um, uh, suddenly my life doesn't seem such a waste. Cause it all revolves around you. And that wasn't mm, the message mm. we wanted to send. So yeah, I get it, <laughs> but come on, like let's get on the love bandwagon and you know, it'll mature, it'll grow or it'll die. And if it's not meant to be, it'll mature, it'll grow or it'll die, or it'll die okay. you know, or it's over. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I just, can we, can I just feel a thing? Reed? Can I, I feel know. a thing? And you're just like, Hey, Way up I'm, there, flying the kite. <laughs> Got your I, string. I'm giving you a hard time. Really no, I know, and I might. Uh, I'll, I'll hang a lantern on my own feelings. I might be a little too stuck in the people who have 
devastated and destroyed relationships because they were following what the heart wanted in that moment. And, and, and there's something that maybe I'm for whatever reason, it's not as if there's, it's not as if there's any recent story like that, that, that is sort of staying out of my mind, but that's something that is, you know, is, is sometimes on my mind whenever these kind of situations arise. And maybe, maybe it just boils down to, I'm a little skeptical of the, you know, like when I, you know, when I first saw my wife on a freaking picture on MySpace, like I, I was immediately very, very like, taken with her, you know, like, you, yeah. So, you know, saying the song like and, thing. and, and, you know, and it's like, and that's still, you know, like we are, we celebrated our 12th anniversary just recently. And I mean, like, that's the, the that's the thing that where like, I'll still feel that like, oh, I'm, I'm swooning a bit, like, looking at you like it's it's still there but it's built on there have been plenty of conversations where i wasn't proud of the way i behaved and where as much grief as i'm giving christian i was probably as bad or worse in terms of just like how i responded to hurts and wounds and and everything like that and i think there's there's just as much a prospect so now i'm read debating with reed there's just as much a prospect of you know, tuberculosis and consumption wasn't in there. They have this big shaming moment. And then after that, the audience has faded away. Everything is gone. And again, if she's not dying, then they have a real conversation and it's genuine forgiveness and it's genuine, uh, you know, it, it's genuine rapture that they can then come back together and that wounds can be healed. And that even though like, hey, you know, you should never have lied to me. Hey, you should never have, you know, the, the thing you've made me most feel is that I'm not a courtesan. And th then you made me feel like a courtesan. And if they had the opportunity to talk about that, then all of my objections then fade away like so much, you know, stardust, you know, because, because that is what, but I think the point I'm trying to drive home is that that is, that is the love that they were denied, not the love they shared. That's the love that they were robbed of by her death, not, necessarily the love that they had the chance to live in for the few months that they were together uh, producing this play. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And I would not disagree with you. I think the most appropriate form of love is the long obedience in the same direction is a mm -hmm. five is a, is a five days, five weeks, five months, five years, five decades, sort of mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. long suffering that is able to, at the same time, uh, you know, touch the stars in terms of its, uh, a, hopefully more than semi occasional passion. Um, yes, I am utterly and absolutely with you. Uh, <laughs> I just, some movies are about big feelings and this is a big feelings movie. I'm worried as hell about when my, especially my oldest kid. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. You know, oh she is going to be, be the one and I'm going to be like, Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this is not your world. There's one yeah. dude or mm -hmm. one girl, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's you will get over it. They, mm -hmm. they, got, they got consumption. <laughs> it happens. They got consumption. Okay. It's for the best. You'll be Ziedler sitting there talking to her like, this is for the best. Okay. You're going to wait. Oh, you my wait, okay? strawberry. So, no, I'm with you. But as a big feelings person, this sure. movie does what it does and yes i can also be mature and i don't mean that in a yeah. I, i'm 
I'm I'm with you, Reed Lackey, <laughs> till the end, because I love you the till end. the end of time. Yes, I just, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, man, I am man. Not just like I just coming. just want to throw up in the shutters and. <laughs> And, you know, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's make sure those shutters are locked up. Well, tight. no, and 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 t- yes, to to end it all, like the whole like that moment, it like how can you not just absolutely tear up when Nicole Kidman tears streaming down her face for you know sings to him like never knew I could feel like this at the at the end like after after what yeah. he's done you know like how do you not tear up. At all of that and 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 like i said hopefully enough times in the conversation that everybody knows it like maybe i was putting on a bit of my parent hat maybe i was just being you know you said your daddy hat my daddy hat um but like yeah i just um i think i i think i feel more comfortable with the critique that it's like yeah that's that's the love that they were denied not necessarily the love that they shared and i, I do feel like there's a good chance that there was potential for that for them to have created and built that love together and i think that's the the challenge the calling that that we should have as well is to identify the ways in which we can build that love with you know obviously the people that we're actually committed to but also just extending that out into into other ways you know like that's you know I can see the look on your face, boy. Listeners don't know. Nathan Rational Reed, you're like, like, what? oh man, why am I friends with Reed right now? No, why, why is that? no, because I am here to show you a big love, Reed. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, you'll be like, I don't know. There might be something worth it in old. <laughs> I'm like, no. Big feelings say no. Big feelings say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big feelings say no. Big feelings say thank you for rid- ridding me of my silly obsession with love. Big feelings oh, say like I love it. Yes. So oh, that moment when he comes walking by. Yes. I mean, there's a re- there's a reason why they all throw their hats up when the play is over because they're like, man, it's Diamond. so wonderful. So wonderful. Square open. Mm. Wow. these rocks. <laughs> won't lose this shit. I feel like I need to issue like Diamond. a public. Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to issue a public apology <laughs> to all the people who love this movie and they're like, oh man. Fear no, of God is yeah, covering Moulin Rouge. No. And they're thinking, like, oh, this is so great. Like, Fear of God is covering Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize. I'm no, gonna, I said I feel like I need to issue a big oh, public yeah, apology. You know, I've wounded that, people. That's the I've treated, No, I've treated. Yes, reads. I've. They've they've come expecting rapturous delight, and I've treated yeah. them like a courtesan. And yeah, and so you know. Uh. Thank you for curing me of my ridiculous obsession with love. <laughs> All right, read to the fog meter. Fun. What's the fog meter this time around? And it God, is, it's fun and God. Yours is going to be like me. I give Moulin Rouge a one on the fun meter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. So yes, uh, uh, for what saves us, we're doing the fun and the God metric to get our numerical value and then discuss whether we recommend it or not. Uh, for me, I'm going to big feelings, <laughs> demand big numbers. So, you know, it's they a do. 10 on the fun meter for me. Yeah, I would give okay. it 11. If we had it, it is a 10 unquestionably Ben. I'm with you, brother. 10 <laughs> on the fun meter. What say you? 
so obviously wow <laughs> so my my feelings Maharaja. Um, <laughs> this is the one, boy like talking about, talking about i have <laughs> i've assassinated the sacred cow <laughs> I've, I've stepped in you know, nathan's been like hey reed do you want to see my heart and i'm like Crack. yeah and i'm like listen to my heart and you're like <laughs> ripped it out and showed it to you yeah, um like um but no okay so the, the film has a tremendously brilliant production value a wonderfully uh crafted structure to it it is undeniably visionary um there are some profoundly moving moments in it so even despite what i would thematically sort of hang the lantern on as far as the fun meter i'm going to give it an eight that's not a poor showing peer pressured there i'm not peer pressured when have you ever known me to be yeah i'm pretty peer pressured a lot of times but that's not what's (laughs) happening here that's no you 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 tend to not be peer pressure you peer pressure yourself you're like that is the kill of a thing i know i i I make everybody else's objections before they make them. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, now nah, I know you're going to say the blah 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 blah. blah. I wasn't going to say anything like that. Like, no, no, no. Dean, do have a no, I get it. No, I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. it's called Moulin um, Rouge. The Moulin Dope. <laughs> um, the God Meter. What about you on the God Meter? Okay, so this is where I'm. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is where I'm going to be honest and like. You know, my critiques about this film are, are, have you, are that. Have you been not honest? No, I know. No, fair. Right. But like with this measurement, this is where like my my lack of, of grace will show up is because I have some ideological challenges with some of what the film displays. So I'm going to give it a four on the God meter. <laughs> I'm going to leave <laughs> this get, long silence. When we get to your what saves the sound and be like, I don't know. Oh, wow. It's wow. Just a, you know what? As long like as it is, way. I'm just giving. I'm as, lo- as long as it is real and truthful, I want whatever you have to say. Well, that's what this movie is after. Real mm. and truthful. Is it? Is it though? Yeah. No, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Beauty, it is. Truth, freedom, and love, and the green fairy. Love you, Bowen. Kylie Minogue uh, in this random little. Yeah. Uh, Originally, that was going to be Ozzy Osbourne. What? And he actually wrote a bit for it and they used it in the scream the scream that exits that moment is him wow yeah that's completely uh god meter um i think this movie is all about its version of romantic love which i am fully i can uh uh, dive in hard on and go for broke with Mm -hmm. um it is not interested in much beyond that um, agreed so from that standpoint i'm gonna give it what do you give it no i give it What'd all oh, i only give it a four. Oh, oh, oh. um i will go for because it's so damn good at what it does mm-hmm, how it mm-hmm, does it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm gonna go for a seven okay all right well that means that we give moulin rouge a seven <laughs> We Remember when we altered our original metric because so all we, we gave was sevens? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and now here, here we, we are find ourselves five years. Seven, what's old seven. is new again. <laughs> and what's old is garbage. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan's going to hang this up and be like, you know what? Reed can F himself. That's what's going to happen. happen at the end of this. Just oh, let us man. enjoy what we want. Just don't take my beach ball away. 
That's um, right. No, that's right. So yeah, we give it a seven out of ten on the phone. Well, we know your thoughts here on whether we recommend this movie or not. You don't. You don't know my thoughts. I do recommend Mulan Rouge. Listen, it is a brilliant piece of cinematic craftsmanship. And I don't say that out you know, like none of none of the praise I would heap upon this film, none of the affection that I have for Come What May and for so much of the, you know, the songs and dance numbers and and everything uh about this, I do have to throw like one inch of shade that I don't think you'll disagree with. Is oh, what's that freaking? What's that freaking dancer <laughs> comes in there screwing up? Like, <laughs> yes, screwing up the like. Who does she think she is? Like tipping the Maharaja off. So like, ooh, the penniless writer. I mean, the, the sitar sitar player. Player. Like, are, I'm like, who are you? What are you like? like no, no. But I was like, she clued the Maharaja in on it. He was so dense and thick. And I'm like, why in the world is she? Shut up. Like, sit down and let these she's people the be worst. together. Like, she is the worst. She's worse than anything else in the film. <laughs> she's the worst. Like, I had a visceral no, reaction. You don't get the. To her, no, I had a visceral reaction to her. So anyway, but uh, no, I do recommend Moulin Rouge. I think Moulin Rouge is may even be like a vital piece of inventive visionary Mm. cinema. No, come on now, like I'm not. (laughs) Listen, I think I have displayed pretty effectively that I am willing Mm. to tell the truth about my feelings about this film. And yes, I do recommend it. Now, if you're like absolutely opposed to, you know, like if you have epilepsy, it might cause you some problems. That is true. Like That'd be a fair reason to not watch this movie. Very, very. You frenetic. will be on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's bombastic. In that You'll be like the Argentinian. Yeah, the but no, Argentinian. I, I, I do. I do recommend it. I think it's infectious and I think it's. Uh, yeah. And, and my conflicted feelings about their vision of romantic love aside, I do think it's a very strong film and I do recommend it. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have so I would, If it were not. 12 45 a.m right now i would consider turning it on see that's good that's good i'll definitely queue up the soundtrack and listen to that um i may may do some come up maybe before i go to bed yeah see there's taking out contacts and there's that brushing the old teeth well and then i'll then i'll turn it off and be like damn it reed yeah this is ruining that this has certainly earned us at least five more one star ratings and one at least one of them is going to come from you They have like, such a no, good thing going. Did not <laughs> this like. Is clearly a toxic relationship. Like. Nathan needs to make Reed shut up. You know, like, <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but no. Sincerely, that puts another installment of hashtag What Saves Us in uh, in the books. Ben, thank you sincerely for giving us the opportunity to talk to, about Moulin Rouge. I want to thank Ben. I want to apologize to Nathan because I know Nathan loves this film, and here I am, just your friend, just running along and kicking kicking the poor movie like I what i love sometimes is when i don't know you're gonna come up with a big boot i'm just like running off with my passion yeah 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 i'm yeah. like oh isn't it amazing reed he's along for the journey yes he is because he's a real friend <laughs> and, and all of a sudden oh, you're like oh by the wow. way <laughs> i'm here to pay my dad here's your money <laughs> <laughs> like you choke slamming, like whoa! <laughs> like this is not. Oh I feel like you did in the wrestling in '64 game back in the day. Like whoa! <laughs> I didn't see that I can't even, coming. I can't even make a move here. You're just you're you're you're, bomb- <laughs> you're bombarding everything. You do realize Where did I'm that part come of, from? You do realize I'm still part of the conversation. Okay, I'm not or some robot. Okay. Um, All right. What okay, are we doing so, next week? Do we know? Honestly, so 
due to just real talk, real time, due to uh, some question marks around the order of our schedule, we don't, as of this recording, know what we're doing next week. So apologies to Jacob Sane, who likes to listen early and find out what we're dealing next week. So sorry about that. We don't know yet as of the recording, but we will find out soon. Stay tuned to social media because next week we will be doing another installment of hashtag what saves us. Um, and so until that time, as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and not the end of the conversation. And so in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and come what may be on your way rejoicing. Um, and so Nathan, thank you so much for bearing with me as I work through my complicated feelings about a film you love tremendously. Thank you for complicatedly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, not just absolutely going off on me as I have some, as I share some complicated feelings with a film I know is very special to you. Thank you for being a good friend to me in that moment. You were a better friend to me than Christian was to Satine. I'm going to leave that there. And then we will. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry. Thank you for <laughs> curing me of my ridiculous obsession with this movie, Reed. Jeez. So On that note, see you next week, everybody. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. You can start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for all the latest news and episodes or for merchandise and to contact us directly. You can follow us on Twitter at The Fear of God, on Instagram at Fear of God Podcast, or join the Facebook Fear of God discussion group. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of jacobhuntcomics.com for our artwork, to Lee Wright, who helped me, Reed Lackey, write our theme music, and to Tyler Smith at morethanonelesson.com for making our show possible. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through iTunes, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. She thinks she knows. She don't know. I follow the night on When will I begin to live again? Do you need a moment alone? One day I'll fly away, leave all this to yesterday. What more could your love do for me? When will love be true with me? Oh my gosh. I don't know what I'm stepping into with this. My little puppet. All right, let's do this.